The kids are all right. Well, are they? I don't know. We are going to find out because we are with the lovely ladies of the Sundance film Summering. That is right. It is a new coming of age, kind of like I thought it was going to be like a now and then, but a little bit darker, almost like a, a, a young woman version of a stand by me. So without further ado, Miss Lake Bell, Miss Sarah Cooper. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Cancel Me Baby. I'm Taylor Ferber. I'm excited. Are we hey, canceled on this show? What's the... Well, that's the point is to just go for it. Are you ready for the no canceled zone? I mean... I'm not ready. Oh. Uh, Sarah's very... <laughs> Sarah is very concerned. I'm scared. No. Like, I'm scared. I feel like you have this, like, with the tats. It's like, it's already a vibe. So, Sarah... It, in no time, here we go. Let's dive right in. So first of all, okay, this film is a little bit darker. Again, I was expecting a now and then. We deal with heavy themes, but isn't that adolescence today? Think about what these kids are dealing with, right? We have things that we didn't deal with, okay? Violence. We have these unattainable IG beauty standards, right? And in, in, in schools, okay, we have all of the clash of gender ideology, all of this. I want kids, I always say, I empathize so much because they have to deal with so much heavy things we didn't. Now, what concerns you ladies? Like, I know you have young kids. What concerns you most that they have to deal with right now? I, I mean, here's what I'll say just to, to, to kind of address what you just said, which is I think it's not that there's even been um, the main issue is exposure, right? It's like, we just have so much access. These young kids have so much access to hearing about the atrocities of what are, what are going on in the world and at all um, here on our own turf. But um, mm -hmm. there were terrible injustices occurring all the time through our childhood. We just didn't have Instagram and in Twitter and all these ways to find out about them. But I think that, you know, um, humans are humans, right? Like, I think that it's just about how we're ingesting and how, how we're, uh, you know, how unfortunate we are to be this informed and yet fortunate so that we can address injustices. So it's like this weird double-edged sword. But our children, I think right now, at least my children, I just see like an uptick in, I mean, I definitely had anxiety as a kid, but my children are just flooded with anxiety. And, um, the, the film actually kind of, Summering has tons of notes of this fear and anxiety within the thematics of the film, right? So it's like, it's this symbol and this kind of uh, raft, life raft that you're following in the narrative of their, really what they're sitting on is the fear and anxiety of taking on a new chapter in their life, you know? And that is just relatable on every level for, for young folks right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My Sarah, has, how about you? My friend has a, a saying, she's like, um, the mind is a scary place. Don't go there alone. So <laughs> I feel like that's, you know, I, I felt anxiety just with you rattling off what, what kids have to deal with. Like just hearing yeah. everything is just like, oh my God. But the movie is, it, it kind of harken, harkens back to a simpler time when kids could just go yes. out in the street. Um, and have these communal experiences. Everyone is on their phone. They're having their own experience. There's like between 10 kids, there's 10 different experiences. And so how can we feel yeah. connected when everybody's in their own little world? We're not listening to the same songs. We're not watching the same shows. That's why I'm so excited that this is going to be in theaters so people can actually experience mm. this with their families, with their friends. Um, and 
and have that experience because mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of the message of the film. There's yeah. anxiety, there's all of these things we're dealing with and the answer to that is community and connection and knowing mm -hmm. that you're not alone and that we're all kind of going through this together. So with that being said, let's pivot a little bit to one of my favorite topics, none other than womanhood. So I brought up now and then earlier and now and then is so that kind of same like innocence of summer and four girlfriends in their preteen years, right? And now and then, though, they're talking about stuffing their bras with like jello and having the sex talk with their moms, right? And there's a line, like, what a contrast. I think it shows what we're talking about, a contrast of the, you know, climate that we're in now, how it's just heavier and not quite the same. There's a line, though, in this movie that kind of made me laugh. And now I'm not knocking it. I'm just asking you genuinely. The girls are talking about how one of them has to go to a private school and wear a skirt. And she is bummed. She's like, it is so patriarchal. I just like shorts. And first it made me laugh because I'm like, what preteen is like, describing things as patriarchal like maybe that's just the world we're in right but i feel like this is a common theme like why can't it be both why can't it be like you're in a skirt or a dress and you're effing like powerful and also can be a tomboy blake hop in it's like but here's blake, what I'll yeah say. I, I, I nicknamed you there that you did no, not ask for used to it um because i grew up with the name lake so i'm very used to it um so here's what i'll say about that the yes. um you know, the kids at this age, okay, in this younger generation, they are being, as you said, served so much information and such large concepts, whether it comes to uh, gender, race, and, yes. you know, education. Mm -hmm. um, they, they, they are, they're digesting so much and doing their very best to process. And so, I actually, I think it's very believable that a little girl would say that because I have little, I have a little girl and a little boy and my daughter, you know, had a little, has a little otter stuffy. And I was like, oh, he's so cute. And she said, no, it's a they. And so she's seven. Okay. And she told me that the otter stuffy that she has is they and identifies as they, but he, they. And so she's telling me and teaching me through the way that she's processing because in her school and the way that she's taking in the world, She's, mm -hmm. I don't know. She's like totally comfortable to be wrong, totally comfortable to say the wrong thing and get it right and figure it out. And so she's going to try words like patriarchal. She's going to try words. like She is. Sure. Does like, she I mean, say that? I was going to ask you with your seven-year-olds. Yes. She how she sees it. She, she has an opinion. Okay. The thing is, the difference is, is that opinions of young minds are being, heard in a different way and they're being given different words to to play around with you know in our youth perhaps we were we were kind of tossing around different words and concepts and the idea of my daughter is totally like I don't want to wear a goddamn skirt and sometimes if I want to wear a skirt I'll wear a skirt yes. like I was gonna ask if she experiments like is it like a princess over here but then it's like I'm gonna be a tomboy over here like how she experiences it where she has a mullet and she wears a suit head to toe with a tie button up and the whole thing slicked hair back. And the next day she's like, I'm yeah. Elsa. I love that. <laughs> I am Elsa. Hear me roar. Let she's it both. freeze. She, What's the song? Uh, let it go. Let yeah, it go. Let, let it go. Yeah. yeah. So the idea is like, I just feel like the, there is something very real about kids feeling comfortable enough to they're being thrown a lot of stuff 
and they're going to experiment with using big words and they're going to and big concepts, not just even big words, but big concepts. Sarah, how about, again, it's also, what does it say about our, the time we're in, right? How different from when we grew up, Sarah, how about you? Like when you grew up, what you were drawn to and how you see differences now, you know, with these young girls? Um, I have, you know, I don't have kids, um, but I have, um, a friend, I actually it was just my stylist. And she says she, her sister was like, her daughter started using the word vagina. And so she called her and she was just like, did you teach her vagina? Did you? And, and my friend was like, no, no, but it's interesting how parents have this issue now where it's like kids are learning things and they're not sure where they're getting them from there. They're, Cause there's so many places they can <clears> get them from. And so it's like tracing that information mm-hmm. where it's like, when I was a kid, I don't know. I, I read a lot of, you know, Sweet Valley Twins and the Babysitter's Club. And that was, we were, that was all I was doing. Um, and Sarah, you were still a boss bitch, I am sure. I was a straight. Case in point. I was, I was a teacher's pet. No one liked me. That's, that was my, that's She's like, I actually, was. I was an overachiever. Let's not get it twisted. Actually, I wore a shirt that said, um, it was a Bart Simpson shirt that said, um, I hate overachievers or something like that. And they made me turn it inside out because they thought it would affect the, the kids and make them less motivated. So, well, he had on people. Yeah. But, uh, Bart had that kind of effect on people. I mean, you know, it's like you see that and you go, that's how I'm going to live my life. Right. Yeah. Yes. They just could. They couldn't take the heat. Now, going off of this, I am very passionate about the idea of women having power in both femininity and beauty and intelligence. I'm absolutely against it. I I know. What a (laughs) rotten, what a controversial take, right? We tried. Let's, Let's move on. It didn't work. It didn't work. So what can you do? Yes. <laughs> so I actually spearheaded a Playboy feature about this where myself and five other journalists pose and we wrote essays, very, you cool. know, powerful essays on free expression. What else encapsulates this but Pam and Tommy, which yes. like I covered extensively on my show for okay. this very reason. And congratulations on the Emmy noms. Um, but it was so refreshing. And it's what we're talking about, right? Seeing somebody like her, a sex icon, gorgeous, beautiful, feminine, but also resilient, a survivor, strong, not a victim. However, it's like I was saying earlier, I often feel like the narrative is it's one or the other. It's beauty or intelligence. Do you feel that we have to box one or the other away? Um, I do not think sexuality and femininity negates intelligence or strength. I think that they're not mutually exclusive. Um, yes. I remember being very personally connected to the Pam and Tommy story, particularly Pamela. Um, in the sense that I had I had felt what it was like to have the injustice of um, private property um, and image stolen and then broadcasted and um, in the fappening and all that shit. Um, So I think that, you know, having even in the year that I wrote and directed my first film, right, like and I'm at Sundance and, and I'm naked on the cover of a magazine. It's like I got a lot of flack for that. And it's like, okay, well, Let's talk about why, because I I would agree, gosh, maybe I wouldn't do that necessarily now. I'm like, do I really need to be naked? (laughs) Like, go ahead, put some clothes on, you know? But also, why not? Isn't there power in that too, where you're like- There is, but it's, I found, and this is how I feel about it, it's totally personal preference. Mm -hmm. It's whether you're with it and you get to make that choice. So even 
I get to change my mind. I could say, you know what, at this point in my life, I'm totally fine being on the cover of a magazine naked because I kind of feel it right now. And I'm totally comfortable writing and directing and starring in a movie. Now, in the same breath, if I decide that at this juncture, I don't feel like being on a cover of a magazine Mm -hmm. naked, goddamn choice, you know? I'm like, give me some YSL and we'll make it hot. You know what I'm saying? But like, my choice. So I agree with you in that they're not mutually exclusive. I think that Pamela, you know, in her story and the way we just, you know, wanted to kind of express it is that she is a powerful, beautiful, strong woman who got acutely exposed and, um, and taken advantage of of a system that was just broken. I mean, just at the heat and the height of uh, exploitation. You know, it's who mm-hmm. it, it was like ripe and the 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 tipping point of of when all of that technology just mm-hmm. you know unfurled in a way that kind of ruined their life. You know, and and their relationship certainly. I mean, it was just like yeah. a huge of privacy and illegal it's just like a crime crime story you know these are my last thoughts because i have to wrap but i just feel like it maybe it ties into the patriarchal line earlier as women navigate you know especially in this complicated world i just feel like to your point they're not mutually exclusive sarah i don't know how you feel about if you agree but i feel like when you unleash both it is like men's effing kryptonite because they know how powerful we are like they are like oh shit there is it is it is no holds barred out like it is game over and perhaps that is what has played into maybe men maybe the structures trying to box women in in certain ways with the skirts whatever because they know like they know we actually in the end once it's all unleashed we run shit yeah, 100%, 100%. I mean, that's that's the thing that I've internalized sometimes, too, because I, my thing is looking smart. Like, I just have to look smart. And I've I done that. Like sometimes, yes. like, I feel like, oh, I don't want to expose my, my body too much because then that'll make me look less smart because yes. men have trained me that I can't be both because they know that, like, oh, they see a smart woman. Well, um, they're not attractive. And if they say attractive woman, well, they're not smart. You have to put her down somehow. So you find a way and it's just not true. But in, at the same time, we've been taught it so much that it's hard to break out of that sometimes. I say here and now we rewrite it and take control of it and do it our way, ladies. I don't think we've been canceled, but I will say this kicked major ass. So <laughs> thank you both. What a blast. I- I, I don't think there's any cancellations. <laughs> What's that? Right What's that, lady? I love the patriarchy. No. I know. It's like they've been <laughs> not canceled. <laughs> not canceled. Thank you, ladies, so much. Thanks, Thank guys. You.